Hey guys, it's Angie here and I'm back for another breakdown. So thanks for coming back or thanks for checking out my channel. Um, so we've got UFC 285 um, for the heavyweight title. It's a vacant belt because Ngannou sadly left to everyone's dismay. Um, so it's between John Jones and Cyril Garn. John Jones, the legend who has been away for quite some time now, three years, I believe. And Cyril Garn, who has fought for the belt once, failed. Um, he was interim champ as well. Um, and now he's back to claim gold. Um, so let's get into it without further ado. I'll start with the first fight of the night. So we've got Bo Nickel, who is the freestyle wrestling champion. Um, I don't really know a lot about wrestling, but he is um, some sort of famed guy in that realm. Um, so he is only 3-0 as a mixed martial artist. He um, was on the Contender Series and he fought twice. He won twice. Um, so he's pretty green like in the MMA statistical world, but he's probably been training a while to be to merge into MMA. Um, I don't it's still too early in his career to really um, I guess know how good he's gonna be. I feel like people say, oh, if you're such a good wrestler, you're gonna just go th steamroll through everyone. I don't believe that's the case for everyone, especially nowadays. Everyone's getting better at everything, becoming like better mixed martial artists, more complete mixed martial artists. So um, I just think it's gonna be interesting to see how he goes. So he's facing Jamie Pickett. Um, I did a bit more research this time, although I don't know a lot about these fighters. Sorry for the zoom out. So Jamie Pickett um, has had a pretty decent career. Um, recently he has come off a couple of losses. His last loss in particular, he got kneed and then submitted, I think. Um, so he's had a couple of bad losses, both finishes. The other one was a dust stroke to Kyle Dorcas. Um, so he's had a bit of a rough run, um, although he's more experienced. Um, yeah, so he's had a bit of a rough run. Uh, so yeah, six out of so his six last fights, he's actually lost four of them. So they're giving Bo Nickel a bit of an easy fight here. Um, I'm not saying that Jamie Pickett's going to be easy, but hmm. But he's in a fragile, I'll say he's in a fragile part of his career and Bo Nickel could take advantage of that. However, Bo Nickel himself, he had a bit of a layoff um, coming, he had an injury. Um, I think, yeah, it's probably got a bit of pressure on him because he's expected to do so well. I mean, he's minus 1400. Um, so this could be one of those fights where the pressure of Bernickel performing his first on his first pay-per-view spot and he was meant to be this invincible guy he's only had three fights this could probably be um, a tough spot for him as well so having said that I still I still will give it to him because he has um, he is very experienced in fighting like um, regardless of it being MMA or wrestling I would give him the edge, but I wouldn't um, I'd look out for the pressure or how he's feeling on the week. Because um, I, do, I do feel like there's a lot of pressure on both guys' shoulders here. So um, my final pick will be Bo Nickel um, by decision, I think. 
Okay, next fight of the night. Oh, okay. So the next fight, according to what I've gathered here, is Matosh Gamrot um, versus Jalen Turner. So this originally was meant to be Dan Hooker um, versus Jalen Turner. Dan Hooker, as many of you know, he broke his arm, so now he's out. Um, Mm, coughing again. Um, so, Matash Gamron is a quick replacement. He's probably only had a couple of weeks' notice or maybe a little bit longer than that. Matash is um, ranked number seven in the lightweight division and Jalen Turner is um, at number ten. Jalen Turner is on the up-and-coming. Matash Gamrot he just lost to Benil Dariush um, by decision. So, Matash is a very um, well-rounded fighter. He's pretty, he's good everywhere. He's got very strong wrestling. Um, he mixes it up really well. Um, Jalen Turner is a really great kickboxer and he's had a couple of submissions in his last few wins. Um, actually, all of his last three wins have been finishes. So he's been pretty deadly. Um, he's very tall. He's 6'3". Matoush is, um, hmm. I haven't written his stats down, but he's just, um, a lot of people expect him to become champion, let's just say that. Jalen Turner, I don't know, um, he's, I guess he's gone through lower competition, although not that much. Um, but maybe Matash is a bit more experienced, he's a little older. Jalen Turner's, like, really, the main problem with Jalen Turner is that he's got such a long reach that... Um, if you don't know, if you can't beat him with any other way other than striking um, or wrestling, it's just, yeah, you're pretty screwed, so, hmm. Although the, the odds are pretty much, um, I think they're pretty accurate. They're, like, they've got Matash as the slight favourite over Jalen. Then again, Matash hasn't had much time to prepare. Jalen Turner was preparing for Dan Hooker. Um, someone who's very different. Dan Hooker would have just, you know, wanted to strike with him and that would have been more of a competitive fight, um, a more match skill set fight. Matosh is a bit more crazy. He's got crazy pressure and um, Benil was, is probably the only one that could have silenced him, actually. Hmm. It's a very interesting matchup. I still think it could go either way um, just because... Matosh is coming off a loss and I think that humbled him because he's if you saw his previous fight interviews like at fight post fight interviews and his fights he's extremely arrogant and maybe rightfully so but um let's see what this little humbling and what this little last minute incision does they um so hmm if I had to make a pick hmm it's really difficult I would have to say, I just can't make up my mind. I would have to say Matos just because he's got more ways to win. He's a bit more well-rounded. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Turner is a bit slick for him on the feet and, you know, has a sneaky submission. So, but I would, if I had to pick, I would say Matos, but I'm not confident in that pick whatsoever. Uh, it's a shame, it's kind of a shame Dan Hooker couldn't fight, but then again, it's a, probably a blessing in disguise because Dan Hooker, um, he always goes for the tough fights. 
and it would have been nice to see him fight someone not as dangerous as Jalen. Um, so yeah, there you go. Okay, Jeff Neal and Shafkat Rachmanov. So this is a another high stakes fight. Um, this is in the welterweight division. So Jeff Neal um, was on a bit of a bad run, and then he switched it around, and he. Um, he looks so good against Vicente Luque in his last fight. He KO'd Vicente Luque. I don't think Vicente Luque had ever been KO'd. Vicente Luque was meant to be champion quality, and I think he was and still is, but he just, um, I don't think he got the momentum behind him, and sometimes that can be enough to just crush a fighter. Um, but the way Jeff Neal handled him was um, very impressive. Very impressive. Um, Shavkat Rachmanov, he is um, this crazy undefeated guy from Uzbekistan. He's tall and long, like Jalen Turner. Um, he's, yeah, undefeated. Um, I did notice one point of reference here with their opponents. So, Jeff Neal lost, um, his last loss was a decision to Neil Magny. And um, the last... Uh, win that Shavkat had was a sub against Neil Magny so it kind of gives you an idea of perhaps the different talent level or the different um, potential level they're on so all things kind of point to Shavkat he's a minus 500 Jeff Neil's a plus 400 um, the difference is that Jeff Neil is kind of I feel like he's just getting into his prime he's 32 he's right on it and he's been looking very good at his best Shavkat's 28, um, he's, he's only 28, um, he's had so much success, um, he's finished all his, um, last three opponents, um, maybe, you know, Jeff Neal's been fighting tougher guys, which is why he's had losses, but, all, all around, I mean, but, hmm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't underestimate Jeff Neal here. Um, this could be a fun pick to have Jeff Neal if you wanted to go for an underdog or something. But I would have to give the edge to Shavkat. But if I was you, I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet on Shavkat. It's not worth it. Um, hmm. I don't know. This is another tough one. I feel like a lot of these fights on this card are um, not very... They don't seem to appear to be very equally matched. Uh, there's a lot of big favorites, big underdogs. Uh, but you never know. I, I get the feeling Jeff Neal might be more trouble than we think. Uh, but my official pick would be Shavkat um, by a TKO or something like that. Okay, the co-main event. Wow, Valentino, okay. I can't believe how quickly this card has come around, actually. It's just crazy how quickly they come around. Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso for the women's flyweight title bout. Valentina, um, so she's up to her eighth defense, I believe. So I think she has one or two more rubies to go before she gets all the rubies on her little octagon on the side of her belt. Um, she's been just... She's been dominant. She's had a couple of close fights. Um, the last one was a split decision between Talia Santos, which a lot of people thought Talia won. Um, and I remember the Jennifer Meyer fight being very close too. That was a few fights ago, though. Um, she's 
finished her other two opponents, last two opponents, Lauren Murphy and Jessica Andrade, quite easily. Um, she's 34, so she's probably, you know, in the still in her prime. Um, Valentina has had a lot. She's been in the game for a while, though, so one thing I try to take note of is that when champions have been in you know, champions for a while, there's always this point where they get a little bit tired or a little bit worn. So um, that could be a factor. I mean, look what happened to Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena. Um, Amanda was so dominant and then all of a sudden, you know, she wasn't... I mean, anyone can have a bad night. Anyone can have a good night. Anyone can have an extraordinary night. Anything can happen in MMA. Alexa Grasso... Um, so she's a plus 450 underdog. She's 29, so she's still pretty young. I feel like she's a little bit too young to be fighting for the title right now. She's a Mexican. Oh, yeah. Um, the UFC is really pushing their Mexican fighters. Not that it's a bad thing, but some of them, I feel like they don't have the credentials yet. Like Alexa Grasso in the flyweight division, she hasn't fought anyone like Caitlin Chikagian, um, even Jessica Andrade or Lauren Murphy. Um, even though Lauren's, you know, older, she's a tough test for anyone. Um, so she, her last three wins have been Vivian Arajo, Joanne Wood, and Macy Barber. So in my opinion, they're not really, they're not exactly what I would call a top five flyweight, um, but they're still credible wins. They're just, I feel like I would have liked to see her fight maybe one more person, um, especially with now Erin Blanchfield out there, like, is a strong opponent, a strong um, potential opponent to face Valentina. She's definitely, watching her fight Andrade, you definitely think that she's, if anyone can do it, she can do it. She's definitely ready. Um, so I guess there's a bit of a shadow on Alexa right now, and she could, you know, that could make her a bit more determined to prove everyone wrong. Still, I still feel like she's a little bit too young. Um, I'm not saying she's not talented, but they're pretty equally matched with the physiques, uh, physical things. Um, looks like Valentina has half an inch reach advantage. I just think Valentina's going to be a bit too experienced, a bit too skilled for her. But you never know. I would, I would go with Valentina though. Um, maybe a decision or a finish um, in the later rounds. So that's my pick for this one. Okay, now the main event. So originally, um, when I first heard this matchup, I wasn't all that excited. Um, and I guess you can know why. Uh, we lost Francis Ngannou because he decided to follow his heart and I don't blame him. He wants to get into boxing. And the UFC, we're not going to allow him to do both. Um, but I can understand why. Just having a coffee and a water break, sorry. Oh, that's better. So Francis, um, yeah, he did what was right for him. He didn't do what was right for us or for the sport, but I don't blame him. And I admire that. I understand that, but... He kind of left, um, oh, he kind of took away a lot of credibility from the, di the division, a lot of excitement, a lot of um, unanswered questions that now we may not ever really get the answers to. Um, we would have really loved to see John Jones fight Francis or Francis fight even Curtis Blades. 
Curtis Blades, um, I really feel for right now because I really, really, truly believe he is a number one contender. He's a really strong wrestler and his striking has improved a lot too. But I think the UFC haven't really given him the same push they've given someone like Cyril Garn. Cyril Garn, on the other hand, he's had one win since his loss to Nganu fighting for the belt. So why not give Curtis Blades a shot? Curtis Blades would probably defeat both of these guys quite easily. Um, he's... Curtis Blades could even be the best heavyweight in the world, in my opinion, um, and I really hope he gets his shot because he deserves it. So that's another reason why I wasn't too excited about this matchup because I feel like the two people that should be fighting, if it was in a perfect MMA world, would be Nganu versus Curtis Blades. But, you know, that's not the way the cookie crumbles. Um, a promotion has to... Prom they have to make... They have to help the fighters that are going to help build the brand, that are going to make more money or whatever the reasons are. But sometimes it sucks when you know the sport well enough to understand that sometimes the right guys don't get the right opportunities. Um, and, you know, I think Curtis is a likable guy, but anyway, I'll get over that. That's nothing to do with this fight. So John Jones, um, he's claimed to be the greatest fighter of all time. Rightfully so. He went. He's been undefeated for like so long now. Um, I don't think he's. I can't look back. I didn't write down when his last loss was, but it's been a while. Um, I don't think he's lost defending his belt to anyone. Um, he's had a few problems outside the octagon. Obviously, I feel like he's the kind of person that is calm and so at ease inside the octagon. But once he's out of it, he's he doesn't know how to contain himself. He's definitely a true fighter. I I've watched um, a couple of his fights, and I feel like he's just so relaxed in there. It's almost like at the end of um, his light heavyweight career, he kind of got bored. Um, like there was no sense of urgency, and I think that's another reason why he wanted to challenge himself and go up to heavyweight. Um, mm. I rewatched the fight um, with. Dominic Reyes and um, I watched it with the sound off and I actually noticed that in those earlier rounds um, John Jones was actually kind of getting the better of Reyes even though Reyes was busier the, the shots weren't landing cleanly like John Jones has this way of rolling out of the shots rolling with the shots so well that nothing's really hurting him too much um, but he was landing some cleaner shots back um, I know that fight is sort of contested a lot, saying a lot of people think Dominic Reyes won, and I think, you know, it could have gone either way, but if you really look at it, you can notice that John Jones hurts Reyes um, uh, pretty much yeah, a lot in the earlier rounds, but in the later rounds, actually, Reyes starts landing some better shots. Um, so he's won his last three fights by decision. Um, some of those fights, a lot of people think he didn't win. Um, I think he has a way of winning fights with his IQ, his fight IQ. He knows how to win the rounds. Um, he never loses his cool. Even when he was getting pressured a lot by Dominic Reyes, he kind of was just contained and he got out. But I think he was just, he realized that fight, whoa, shit, actually, i got to start training a bit more and... I, or I need a change or I need something to spark me, to get me going again. And I, I think that's what happened in that fight. Um.
So John Jones also has a clear reach advantage. He's had a, I think he's had a reach advantage over most of his opponents. Cyril Garn um, is a southpaw, um, same as Dominic Reyes. So that'll be interesting because I feel like John will probably pro approach it similarly. Um, Reyes and Cyril have very similar, um, well, they have a similar height. They're southpaw. They don't, I think, Garn might have a longer reach. Cyril Garn, he is um, very, very talented at um, kickboxing. He's still a bit green in MMA. Um, we saw that in the Francis Ngannou fight that he lost a decision to. He had no answer for the wrestling. I, f I feel like um, Ngannou was just too strong, too heavy, and a, a little bit ahead in the, um, the grappling department. Um, Cyril Garn had... He has some jujitsu, but just didn't. He didn't know how to uh, apply it the mo the smartest way. He is um, he's an interesting heavyweight because he's very light on his feet, like a fairy. He can just sort of plonk, like move around. His his foot movement is really good. He's he's really good at that. Um, he can sort of jump in and out and kick you from the outside and stay on the outside and very at a very relaxed pace for him. Um, I noticed though that um, he's he's happy to just you know point fight from the outside. His offense is really good, but I feel like sometimes he gets sloppy with his defense because he doesn't expect people to get him um, on his on the inside. I, I don't know, but then once the fighter's on the inside, he can knee them, and his knees worked really well against Tai Tuivasa, his last win, where he kind of just took um, the wind out of his sails by kicking him in the the gut and kneeing him in the gut and he slowed Tui down um, but I did see in that fight that Garn also looked a bit sloppy um, he looked a bit sloppy in his exchanges because he's kind of been winning fights with his movement and his range so he hasn't really had to think so much about his striking defense although he has some cool offense it's a little bit sloppy um, and I did see that he said um, he did say that he, oh, look, I haven't been training properly all my life. And maybe he hasn't. He's physically gifted. He's this massive guy, 6'4 guy that can dance around like a fairy, like he's a bantamweight. And I, I think that's what um, the reason for that is. I think he's got a really big heart because the reason why big people, well, bigger people are a bit slower and they have less agility than a smaller guy is because they have the same size heart. But some people actually have a bigger heart than average. And so if they're a big person, they just have that same agility, that same um, speed and mobility that a, a smaller guy has, that a flyweight even has. So I think that's what it is for Garn. He's just been so athletically gifted. And now he's like, okay, if I if I want to actually become champion, if I want to be a, be a better MMA artist, I've got to kind of, I've got to actually start training um, I've got to be more well-rounded. I can't just be a kickboxer that dances around the octagon. Um, one thing I did take away, though, from his last fight against Ty is that he does have a good chin. He can take a shot and recover well, um, or so it seems. But I also feel like Ty could have finished him if he hadn't had taken, like, a bit more... If he hadn't taken some of those leg kicks um, to the body and to the legs... Cyril is quick. 
Um, and in John Jones' last fight against Reyes, John was a bit more measured and a bit more spaced out. I'm um, not not spaced out, but he was um, not as busy, is what I'm trying to say. So, hmm. It's an interesting fight. The odds are respectful. They're saying that Jones is a slight favourite, which I w would agree with. Um, and Garn is a plus 130 underdog. So I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, John Jones, he has like wrestling to um, apply here. I mean, the way Francis beat Cyril, John Jones can just kind of piggyback off that a little bit. Although my one concern with that is that um, in the last fight for John Jones against Dominic Reyes, John Jones, um, he actually didn't have too much success with the wrestling. And Dominic Reyes is a light heavyweight. So he's the same height, like I said, as Cyril Garn, but he doesn't really, um, his, Cyril Garn's going to be heavier. Um, so that could be an issue. Like, it could be an issue. Maybe Reyes just has better wrestling defense, but Cyril's going to be heavier. And I know Francis isn't the best wrestler, um, supposedly. He's not the best, he's not the most experienced wrestler. It's kind of like a new string to his bow, a bow to his um, fiddle. <laughs> but um, I just feel like mm, maybe. Oh, God, I lost my train of thought now. Damn it. I think. Um, yeah, wrestling. I just feel like um, hmm, Nganu, even though he's like not so good at wrestling or maybe not as experienced, I feel like his weight, his body physique really helped him uh, apply that better. John Jones, even though he's gone up and he's bulked, he may not have the same imposing weight that Nganu has. So that'll be something to be um, aware of, I guess. If you wanted to back John Jones, I still feel like John Jones will get it. He's more experienced. He knows how to win. He knows how to win um, rounds. He knows how to win fights on points. Hmm. Although he's thirty-five, he it's his first time at heavyweight. So is he going to be slower with the extra weight? Um. He's had three years to prepare. He hasn't fought since then. I don't think it's going to really affect John Jones. I, I get the feeling that John Jones is going to be very hungry. He's going to want to prove a point. He's been gone all this time. He's um, He takes his craft very seriously, even though he may not seem that way sometimes. But if I had to put my money somewhere, I would say John Jones, by decision, um, he's going to mix it up and um, be creative. Although anyone can win at heavyweight, so... Hmm, I think that's about it. Oh, yeah, John Jones by decision. Well, thank you so much for watching another video. Um, yeah, so thanks for watching and see you around the traps. Bye.